You're listening to Dropping the Gloves with former NHL All-Star John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dropping the Gloves. John Scott, Tim Wersberger. Tim, how's it going, my man? It's going good. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Can't complain. It's cold, but it's nice. Life is good. My parents are coming into town today, so that's very exciting. Finally. First, first time in, I want to say, two, over two plus years. They haven't been here since the pandemic. So let's see. They said 15 days to slow the spread multiply carry the 1000 so i think it's almost three years since they've been here which is wild so they're they're driving in right now which is exciting they're gonna stay for two three they're gonna leave sunday so three days which is good the kids are excited i'm excited to see them it'll be good we uh got some things planned so it'll be fun they they haven't met eleanor yet right they have not met our youngest she is will be two in july so yeah, she's a good barometer of when they have came last. So I think they came for, I don't know when they were here last. It's been a while. Like I, I have bought and sold the house since then. We've started building another one. We've renovated a little dinky house. So a lot has been going on since they've been here, but it's fun. They're going to be here. Show them around Traverse City again. They've been here a few handful of times, but uh, we're looking forward to it. I'm excited. I hope they're excited. The weather looks like it's warming up just a little bit. For their arrival, so you know we might we're gonna get them to babysit the kids on Saturday night. Nice. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, they haven't had the full effect of all six at one time when I'm not there, so we'll see how they they handle it. But your I'm mom will gonna, love it, though. She'll we're gonna get some it. pizza and just let them, you know, run around a little bit. I would say watch a movie, but lifestyle choice. I don't have a TV. It is what it is. You know, it's just the way I live my life, Tim. You know. I just like to interact with people. I like to talk. I like to see faces. I don't like to scare a dummy box all the time. If there's one thing you don't like, it's interacting with people. So fact, fact. I like to just be alone by myself. I was actually just listening to it. It's like, you'll never go insane if you're around people. Cause you can have conversations. He's like, most people who go insane, they isolate themselves. I'm going to go insane. But hey, that's that's the that's the my lifestyle choice. I'm allowed lifestyle to do that. Choice. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you know it's funny. We had a talk yesterday with the big boss man here at the Nation Network, and talk about disrespectful actions. So he's the big boss man, like the the head honcho, the the grand poobah, all the, all the analogies you can come up with. I called him the wrong name for the first half of the conversation until Tim was like, "Hey." Um, it's not Jay, you dummy. It's Dan. And I was like, oh my gosh. No, you have that backwards again. It's not Dan, it's Jay. Oh, there you see. You still can't get it. For the people (laughs) that think you mess up names on purpose, I'm like, this is a perfect example. You just did it again, totally by accident. I'm just completely oblivious. We work with the Dan at the Nation Network here. He's great. Everybody's great. And we're talking about just renewing our contract. It's a yearly thing. It has to be done. Everybody's got to, you know, get their money. It is what it is. It's a part of the business. So nice cordial conversation. And Jay thinks I'm like big time because I'm calling him Dan the whole time. And finally, Tim's like, hey, dummy, you're calling him the wrong name. So it's just embarrassing. You know, everybody has those embarrassing things. I am terrible with names. Awful. Awful. Okay. You're good at other things. 
Uh, I guess so. But yeah, it's just like you said, it's an affirmation. I'm not you doing are this smart. You are capable. <laughs> That's one of the better SNL sketches. All right. Let's, let's talk about some hockey news. An all-star nominee is injured out for the all-star game out for an unforeseen amount of time. It looked really bad. Drake Batherson had on my fantasy team last year, very exciting young Ottawa player kind of jumped into the scene last year. No one really heard of him scored a bunch of goals has carried it over to this season, having a great year. Like I just mentioned, voted to his first all-star game about to go. The game's in a couple of weeks. He's excited for checking a puck versus the Sabres. And this is a common occurrence where the puck gets dumped in, the goalie goes back and stops behind the net, sets it up for the defenseman. The defenseman's being hounded by a forward, and the goalie tries to give the defenseman a little bit of time. Very normal play happens five times a game. Very normal. Usually the goalie will just edge out a little bit, you know, maybe hold, not hold his post, but maybe stick a, a, a leg out or a body out and just hold it a little bit just to make that forward take a longer angle to, to chase the defenseman. Aaron Dell went a little bit further than that, Tim. He, he drops his shoulder into Batherson. And as a forechecking forward, I know this. I, I've been lucky enough to play forward and defense in my life. You're not expecting to be hit by the goalie. That's the last thing you're expecting. You're full on in chase mode. You're like a, a dog trying to catch a cat. You're trying to get that guy. And you're focusing all of your energy on skating and taking that net and taking the tightest angle possible. And the last thing you expect is a guy clipping your shoulder and sending you flying into the boards. It's the most dangerous part of the ice, three, four, five feet from the boards. And when you're going full speed and some donkey decides to clip your shoulder, you're done. You're absolutely done. Watch the play. Watch Batherson go flying into the boards. He's lucky his leg didn't snap off. No one knows the extent of the injury. Tim, you've been there. You broke your, your leg during hockey. It's a scary situation. His left foot gets tangled up. His ankle, I don't know how it's still in its socket it was a very dangerous play i don't know it, it really rubs me the wrong way it's an unnecessary play aaron dell did not have to do this and this isn't like this is not the first time he's done this he's got a track record of doing this he did this to mark stone a few years back when he's playing for the san jose sharks where stone was forechecking same play different side of the net he just buries mark stone absolutely just clobbers him this is when he was with the Sharks, so there's a rivalry stone gets up and goes after dell he's like what the hell are you doing like, what, this is not hockey, man. Like, dude, this is not safe. And um, nothing comes of that. No suspensions or anything. But goalies, they get lauded when they do this. The fans love it. Everybody else loves it. Like, oh, yeah, playing the body. I love it. It's great. Because goalies, from time to time, you know, hit players behind the net. They, they do. You see Robin Lander do it a few times. At what point do we just say, you know what? If you want to play this game, you're, you're fair game too then. When you step out of that crease, when you're outside of that trapezoid, it's go time, baby. If you want to stop the puck behind the net, guess what? Tom Wilson is going to be coming and railroading your ass because it's just, it's ridiculous. You can't, you can't have it both ways. If you're a goaltender, you can't just set picks and hit guys and injure people and just be totally oblivious. To, oh, I didn't know what was going on. You, you have to be held accountable. I don't like it. I thought he should have been suspended for more games. Batherson's out for a while. He's a big part of Ottawa. I know Ottawa's not a good team this year. He's a good young player. I don't know. What did you think of the play? It bothers me. It, it really was a greasy play. 
Me too. I was pissed when I saw that video. I was like, this is such it's because it's like you don't expect to get hit there, like you said. And the way that he goes in, you know it's like it's a long-term injury. I'm sure he's out for the rest of the season, probably. And it was so unnecessary. Like it was just so cheap. And and I hate like moves like that where you're throwing a body part into a, a player who can't defend himself because he's not expecting it and he shouldn't expect it. It's just so greasy. It really, it really irks me off. And um, what's even worse is like, you know, the play itself is bad enough, but he's 23 years old, having a breakout season. He's about to be an all-star for the first time. Um, you know, his family's going to fly in all that. It's all taken away from them. You know what I mean? Um, and now he's got Brady Kachuk going in his place, which is fine. Brady's a great young player too, but Drake Batherson, one of those guys, like no one talks about him. No one. He's, he's never mentioned one of the young and up, up and coming stars in the league. He's got 34 points in 31 games this year. You know what I mean? Like it's not over the full season. Who knows? I'm sure he's not a point per game player full time, but it's just, it was a great story on a bad team and a great young player. And the fact that, and who knows too, like sometimes guys don't come back the same. Sometimes it's just whether it's mental or whether it's physical. Sometimes you just don't recover all the way from something like that. So who knows? I just it's just stupid. It really it really pissed me off. And I think, like you said, three games is probably not enough. I don't think it's I don't know. I haven't heard it that Dell made a statement yet. I haven't heard him come out and say anything. Um, I don't know if you saw anything, but I wonder where his mind's at right now. Um, I'd like to hear from him because I think I think it's probably. I think it would be appropriate for him to say something about all this. Yeah, I, I don't think he'll he'll make a statement because he knows he's in the wrong. He's he's had a history of this. Like I said, even Matt Murray, the opposing goaltender for Ottawa, called him out. He said, I don't like calling out other goalies, but a player is not expecting you to get hit by a goalie. Just like when a goalie comes out to play the puck, you can't hit him. I just thought it was a dangerous play that turned out to be really unfortunate result. Batherson's gone, man. Like he broke something in his leg. They haven't said anything yet, but just watching this hit over and over again, He's broke his ankle. He's he's broke something in his leg or tore an ACL or MCL the way his leg got ripped around. He's done for the season, potentially. That's a huge hit for a young player. This is his fourth year. This is his first really full season, going to get an 82 games in. Last year, it was a truncated season. He did well. He had 34 points and whatever many 50 games. But it's just like you said, I've been with guys who have had leg injuries, and it affects them long-term. Curtis Foster, prime example, it was a bigger bro- break, broke his femur, Never the same player after that. Never the same mobility. Never the same power. Just always a step behind guys. Yes, he still eked out a few more years, but he was a very powerful, big, strong defenseman before the injury, and it just totally crushed him. Like he, It, it ruined his career as far as what it could have been. So hopefully this isn't the case with Batherson because he is a, just a good young, young forward on an exciting Ottawa team that their future in the next three, four, five years Looks really good, and he's going to be a main piece of that. So I don't, Aaron Dell, like he swung his stick a couple of weeks ago in Nashville. He swung his skate at Calgary. Sam Bennett, like he's just, he's an issue. He's an issue. He's like the reincarnation of Ron Hextel. I don't get it. Is he mad because he's on a bad Buffalo team right now? Who knows? We'll try to get him on the show, but uh, it's just, it's not a good look. Now it also affects Brady Kachuk. That guy's already got plans for the all-star game. He's going to the Bahamas with his boys. You know, we talked to him in the offseason. He likes going to Miami with the fellas, tipping a couple back. He was looking forward to a break. And we has got to go and do a stinking all-star game. It's a lose-lose all around. If you're prepped for a break, you're like, I got four days. I'm going to go let the hair down a little bit. 
It's going to be great. Then all of a sudden this guy gets hurt and you're like, gosh, I'm going, who else do we have in Ottawa? No one else. Like, it's just me. So now he's got to cancel all his plans. He's got to let down all his friends from back home. It's a lose-lose all around. It's a bad situation. All thanks to Aaron Dell because he couldn't keep his hands to himself. But so I tell my kids all the time, keep your hands to yourself. Personal space. No one wants to be touched. I got a kid who loves picking up our newborn. Not even a newborn anymore, a little baby. I'm like, just, she doesn't like it. Hands to yourself. Personal space. Don't touch her. So tell it to Aaron Dell. Hands to yourself, Aaron. Another hit. Getting a little controversy. Your Boston Bruins were involved in this one. So why don't you break this down? You're a Bruins insider. Taylor Hall took a, just a dangerous run at Nathan McKinnon. Just to, I'm going I'm to play the, the, the role of Jack Edwards, but for the Colorado Avalanche. You go first. Yeah, late night game. I didn't watch it live. It was 10 o'clock. I was already lights out by then. But I woke up, I woke up this morning, watched the replay. So Nathan McKinnon collects the pass, skating through center ice, and Taylor Hall – Drops him and he goes right down. You can see this blood squirting everywhere. It's it, it looks bad. And, and maybe in the first watch in real time, you're like, oh, Taylor got him there. He must have been an elbow to the face or something or something cheap. Um, and McK- uh, McKinney was all bloodied up, did not return to the game. You watch the replay, though. The, the elbow's down. The shoulder's tucked. He gets him, and McKinnon, unfortunately, is leaning a little bit forward. Like, his, his nose and his face are just the first things out. Um, but it's a bang-bang play. I don't think there was any intention there. I don't think there was really anything wrong with the hit. Unfortunate that somebody got hurt, but uh, no, not a cheap hit. I don't think there's going to be any kind of conversation or supplementary disappointment. Just just an unfortunate result on a big, clean, open ice hit. And that's not just the Bruins fan talking. That's That's the facts. So I'm going to play the role of Jack Edwards here. But for the Colorado Avalanche, Hall's a predator. He's an absolute dangerous predator. McKinnon had no no business being hit there. He was a defenseless player. It was a quick pass to him in the middle of the ice. He wasn't a threat to score. He was in his defensive zone. Hall wasn't even going after the puck at all. He was an absolute predator. He should be suspended for life. I hate it. McKinnon's probably dead. He's dead in the hospital right now because of Taylor Hall. He's an absolute animal. I don't like it. Anyways, I, it, it was a good hit. I liked it. What caused the damage? Hall hit McKinnon's stick. McKinnon's stick came up, whacked him in the face, probably busted his nose. He's gushing blood. The optics of it looks really bad when your captain, arguably one of the top three players in the NHL, gets just blindsided. Absolutely train wrecked. He's Not bleeding. Captain. Sorry, Not Landon Scog's a captain. Yeah. He's bleeding on the ice. He's just, it looks really bad. Your captain was the one who passed a suicide pass up the middle, by the way. Not a good pass by Gabriel Landeskog at all. In the defensive zone, a soft pass through the middle. It's a no-no. It's a no-no. You go vert- You go either vertical over the top or you go up and down. You don't go cross ice in your D zone. But I like what Landeskog says. He doesn't defend you know, himself or Colorado or anything. He says it's an unfortunate way what happened. I feel a little responsible for giving him a soft play up the middle. I like that. But stuff happens, and it happens quick. Unfortunately, Nate's hurt now, and we don't know for how long. Just hope he's okay. Then he went on to say, I had a chance to review it. Oh, this is uh, this is the coach talking now, this next quote here. Oh, is this Cassidy, or is this the, the Avalanche, Avalanche coach? coach. Uh, yeah. So he just says, you know, it's a good hit. I like Colorado's response. You know, they don't complain about it. They don't moan about it. Their best players hurt. They move on. Hockey's it's a physical game. Get over Except- it. If, if this was the other way, the Bruins would be up in arms. If someone catches Marshawn like this, they're losing their marbles. 
You gotta no, know that. Yes. You gotta separate the Bruins from Jack Edwards because they're not the same thing. They're one and the same. Uh, one and the same. Here's my problem with, with my only problem with what happened last night. That second quote that the coach said said I had, I had a chance to review it, and the way he catches him, Nate Stick was up, so I believe they probably made the right call. But it's a type of hit the league's trying to get rid of. That last thing just kind of irks me. I don't like that. The type of hit the league's trying to get rid of. In what way? What What's wrong with that hit? What he's hitting a defenseless player. I, he's not. He, actually, he, he was carrying the puck up center ice. But what's he is defenseless def- about it. I know. I think what he's saying is, and this is what the league has said, Taylor could have done something differently to separate the man from the puck instead of just exploding him. He could have went and stepped into him, angled him out. This is their reasoning. I, I, I'm not, I don't want to say I agree with it. That's the type of hockey I want to see, but I get what he's saying. The league is trying to get rid of these blindside hits with a defenseless player looking back for a puck, and he just gets buried by someone he didn't even see. So I get that, Jack Edwards. Do you, do you ever have any incidents where you made one of those passes to somebody and they got blown up at center ice? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I like, love it was your fault. No, like, oh, yeah. The one who made the pass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. love doing it? Yeah. It's fun. No, I don't <laughs> love doing it, but it's like sometimes if you don't have a lot of vision like I do, and for, for whatever reason, it was hard for me to take a puck D to D and then look up the boards because I'm already looking towards the center of the ice to take a pass. So I see the centerman. I'm like, oh, there he is. Stoink, and then he just gets buried. I'm like, ah, I got to fight the guy now. So it, it, it says it happened a ton of times, but a, a handful of times I've done it, and it's just a terrible feeling. It's the absolute just worst feeling because I play against the fourth line, and there's some absolute just murderers on the fourth line, or there used to be. And it's like, oh boy, you're going to get buried by David Kochi, and it's just going to be bad, and I'm going to have to go fight this guy. So it is what it is. It happens, but I like Landeskog's, you know, comments. I like the coach's comments. Did anybody fight Hall? In that game, I, I didn't see that. No, they were trying to go after him, uh, but he didn't respond. The Avalanche ended up scoring. They were down the whole game, and they scored with 30 seconds left. Landeskog and Kale McCarr, of course, won it in overtime. Um, so it must have been a good game. I wish I stayed up for it, but I was. It was a great asleep. game. The Bruins are yeah. up three to one. Does that yeah. make you nervous that they can't hold a league versus lead versus any like an Avalanche team who was very good? But if you're up three to one in the third period, punch your ticket. That's a W if you're a good team. It doesn't make me nervous only because the Avalanche are the Avalanche. Like, I don't think we learned anything about either team last night. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I we know the Avs are better than us. And so, no, I, I don't like to see it, but it doesn't make me any more nervous than I was yesterday. So I like what I'm seeing from the Avalanche. I really do. They, they blow teams out. They're better than every team. When they get in tight situations, when they're down two goals in the third, they don't fold like they have in years past. They have some adversity. They have some grit. Maybe all those years of losing the playoffs have like benefited them. And and I know that's hard to say. You know, everybody says it after they lose in the playoffs. Oh, we'll learn from this. We'll build. Maybe, just maybe the Avalanche have learned something. Because there's some teams they'll never learn ever. I'm not going to name names, but who knows? It was, it was a big win for Colorado. Let me read you the January results real quick. Colorado, starting with January 2nd against the Anaheim Ducks. Win, 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 win. Overtime loss against Nashville. Win, 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 win. That's their January. They have not lost in regulation yet, and only one overtime loss. This is this team is riding high right now. Here's a question, though, and I know this sounds like a stupid thing to say. People talk, say it every year. Are they peaking too early? No, I don't think so. I think they are just – they're going to be great. 
I, I think this team is destined for the Stanley Cup. They have great, great, great players. So I don't know. I like it. I like Colorado. I like what they're doing. Can you hear it? Yeah. And their next couple of games are against Chicago, Buffalo, Arizona. And then they have the all-star break. They're not going to lose. I'm telling you right now, if the Stanley Cup finals is not Colorado, gosh, Vegas, I don't know what I'm going to do, who I'm going to cheer for. It's, it's going to be, be Minnesota. Great... Minnesota is going to surprise everyone, and that's going to be the team that no one picks. And, I know. Or Nashville. But it's going to be very exciting. I don't know. But it, it's a good story for Colorado. they got a good team. Their goaltending is the only question mark. You know what's not a question mark for me? DoorDash, Tim. When I'm hungry, when I want food, I call up DoorDash. I fire it up on my app. I get some food. I get delivered right to my door. And it's just such a good, good, good product. I get all the best restaurants I want. If I want to get greasy food, I get pizza. Want to get fancy food? I go fancy and get some Italian, maybe some sushi. It's a win, win all around. I love it. You'll love it. <clears throat> go to DoorDash, enter promo code GlovesDD. If you're in Canada, GlovesDD US. If you're in the USA, you've heard me say it a million times. I'm saying it again. DoorDash, they're the best. Ding dong, ding dong. DoorDash is here. Check it out. All right, let's do some quick hits, Tim. Then we'll get out of here. We'll do another show tomorrow. There's so much to talk about. Friend of the show, Tyler Ennis, Hat Trick Arena. Not a bad one. Scores his third goal with like 30 seconds left in that game with Batherson gets injured. Maybe Enzo gets a little time on the first and second line because of a Batherson injury. Pretty cool. Did you see that? Did you see his hat trick, Tim? Did you see it? Yeah, I did. Love to see it. But, uh, yeah, I wish we had him on again to talk about it because I would love to hear about him. Like, because he was joking about not scoring anymore, being a little bit older, not getting first time line. Then he gets the hat trick. I love that. It's very exciting. I also, hey, guess what? I got. A contact with Canada hockey. We're going to be like the the guys for the Canada hockey team. It's going to be very exciting when they go to the Olympics. So we'll get a couple of guys on the interviews on the podcast. And we'll, we'll do a a day in the life of an Olympian from China. Nice. I think that's exciting. I yeah. I think they're just trying to pump it up now that the NHL guys aren't there because so they're kind of a little desperate. All right, what else is going on? <clears throat> Jeff Carter signed an extension, uh, two years at three and a quarter or 3.125, uh, with Pittsburgh, which I thought was interesting. Two years is a lot. He's not, he's not a spry chicken. And someone tweeted out one of those events. He's not a fried chicken. Spry chicken. That's spry chicken. That, that's a, that's the term, right? A young buck. I don't know. know. Um, he's, he, he gets a lot of penalties. Um, so it's like one of those things where the advanced stats don't love the guy, but think about what he did for this team earlier in the season um, when all these big stars were hurt. He's a good player, especially if he's on your third line, which he's just now really has the chance to be because he was playing those top six minutes all year. So two years is a little, it's a little, maybe a little much at his age, but um, Pittsburgh's feeling good. They're keeping this, this group together. So um, good for him. Yeah. He's, if he's your third line centerman, I think that's a deal. He's going to be 30. He's 37 now. So when the contract ends, he'll be 39, 40. It's a good deal. Like the guy produces, he's just clutch. He, whatever situation you put him in, he will produce. You can anchor your second line power play. He's still got wheels, even being that advanced age. It's, it's amazing to see him and contrast him to a guy who's maybe the same as like a Zach Parisi. Zach's totally fallen off. He's not the same player he was when he entered the league. You can, you can tell he's lost one, two, three steps. Jeff Carter, he still skates like the wind. He flies around the ice. He's got a wicked shot. Like he's just a good player. I don't know how he does it, but he still puts up points. He's got 26 this year. He's point a game last year. He 19 and 40 the year before. He's not going to get you the points he got early in his career when he was getting 84 and that stuff. But you know, he you can lock him in for 50. 
And for a third line centerman, throw him on your second power play line unit. That's it's not bad. Does he last two years in Pittsburgh? Do they ship him off at the trade deadline if they're not competing? That's always an option too. I like the signing. Um, I thought a cool stat too from from Butchacross last night or the night before tweeted out that um, zero players have ever had 100-point seasons for the Panthers or the Minnesota Wild, but they have two on pace to do it this year. Huberdeau is on pace for about 110 points for Florida. Kirill Kaprizov is on pace for 107 from, for Minnesota, and both would be franchise first. So I thought that was pretty cool. I'm surprised Marion Gabrick has never had 100 points. I'm not. He's, I don't no. think he's touched 90. His highest point total is 86. That's yeah. that's uh, very, very strange to me. Even Pavel Bure, when he was with Florida. Yeah. You know, back in the day when he was ripping up and down the ice, the Russian rocket. It's, oh, it's you're very... never had 100, Florida? Yeah. Like Pavel Bure, he had a couple hundred seasons when he was with Vancouver, 110, 107. <laughs> then he goes to Florida, 94, 92. Oh, so close. Almost, but no. But I like this. Who who gets it? Who doesn't get it? Do they both get it? Caprice or Huberto? Uh, I like Huberto over Caprice, but I think they both get it. Yeah. I agree. Huberto will definitely get it. Very exciting. Good for them. They're bo- Caprice off is so good. I love watching him play hockey. He's so incredibly good. I just think, oh, what a fine Minnesota got it when they got him. Did you see that shift the other day against Montreal where he entered the zone? I th- it wasn't even a power play, but he does two full laps around the, the offensive zone. They just couldn't touch him. Just two left, skating full speed. They were a step behind him, ended up passing or generating a shot on net. But it's like this guy's just operating on another level most of the time. It's Montreal. I think we have to take that with a grain of salt. Montreal is it's, – it's embarrassing what's going on with Montreal right now. They're, it's, it's not a good time to be a Canadian fan. It really is. It, is. is it more embarrassing than Philly, though? 13-goal oh. game loss streak? But, you know, it's interesting – they're standing by their guy, right, Tim? There, there's some loyalty there. What did, what did the chairman say about Chuck Fletcher? Which was eye-opening because I thought Chuck was going to be shown the door pretty soon. Yeah, so the Flyers chairman, guy named Dave Scott, talked yesterday, and he said about Fletcher, I like the way he's built this up, this organization. I like his style. I like his leadership. He's smart. He's collaborative. I think he deserves a shot to really write this thing. I'm going to give him a blank check. We're going to get this right, whatever we need to do, which was surprising because like we talked about how maybe mismanaged this Flyers team was. And I saw a great comment the other day about their over the last decade, they just refused to accept a rebuild when they probably should have. Um, and look, look, they're stuck in this no man's land. And now they're just a bottom dwelling team with all these long, bad contracts. But I like the idea as a, as a neutral hockey fan that the Flyers, that he's got a blank check and their sellers, like it, we could see some interesting things with Drew or JVR, some of these restart of these big defensemen. Like we could see some guys move to the deadline, and that could be pretty exciting to watch. I, I I like what the chairman's doing here. I I think Fletcher has done a good job. He has answered every question that they've had. They they needed some toughness. They go out, they get wrist aligned, and they needed help on the back end. They bring in Ellis. He he's filling positions that needed filled it's not like he's just sat on his hands and done absolutely nothing he's trying to make this team better and i think we talked about it last episode the players just aren't playing good like there, there's nothing that the gm can do that he assembled this team and they've had a lot of injuries like right now when you look at their injuries it's it's half their team is out morin ellis thompson couturier Farabee, hayes brown and allison like that's a lot of guys out and none of them are out due to COVID. they're all injured so you know, it is what it is. Their goaltenders haven't been strong during his tenure there as a GM. 
Well, hopefully he can, you know, move some guys, get some cap space for next year. Chuck's a good GM. I had him in Minnesota. He didn't want to resign me. So whatever. I don't care. It's, um, it's nice to see some loyalty though, letting him play it out a little bit because GMs, they get nervous. The lifespan of a GM nowadays is three years. That's not enough time to put your imprint on a team. So it's nice to see a change of pace where you say, you know, we're not going to panic. We're going to let this guy mold this team. We'll give him a chance. Cause really, if you're a GM, you need five to seven years get a couple draft picks in, get some guys out who were there from your previous GM, sign some players that you want, put your imprint on the team and see, see what it's all about. So they, they, you bring this GM in for a minute and for a reason, and then you give him a minute and you, you chuck him out the door. You can't do that. I like what Philadelphia is doing here. They're not panicking, even though maybe they should. All right. Eric Carlson out until March. Big deal. Yep. Uh, playoffs. Yeah, no, they're still in the playoff hunt. They beat Washington the other night, last night. So yeah, this is the blow to them, but I think I they're still not a scary team. They're not doing anything anyway. Totally agreed. Johnny Gaudreau on fire. Talk about Johnny. Yeah, so Calgary on Monday night, they beat the Blues 7-1. to And then last night, they beat Calgary uh, Columbus 6 nothing. Johnny Gaudreau had four points and three points. He's got 12 points in his last four games. 11 of those are assists. And it's not just like secondary assists. He's creating plays, uh, which is really cool to see. And they had last night they had 62 shots on net, which I just I saw this stat and got it in front of me. That's the fourth most in the last 40 years, and it's the most since 1991. So this is like unprecedented. And it's it's crazy too, because Merz Lickens was in net for Columbus and his gold against was six, but his save percentage was above nine hundred, which is just crazy. It would like never happened. So they're they're getting hot right now. They're turning it up, and I think they're gonna be a team to watch. But like you said, this division's wide open, it's all the hot hand, and right now it's Calgary. They have the systems that you need to be a good, successful team in the playoffs. They got a decent back end. I like their defense. You know, big, strong, physical guys. A couple guys who can move the puck. Strong down the middle. They got Lindholm, Backlund, Monahan. I like that center crew they have. And if Johnny's playing the way he's playing, Matthew Kachuk, and just my my man crush, Andrew Mangiapane. Love this guy. Love him to death. So they, they have a good team. No high, high, high-end guys who can really, you know, skillful players, but... Yeah, in that division, who knows? But, you know, you're punching up when you have to play the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. Those are the teams that are going to set the bar. Can they upset them? I don't think so. But they definitely won't make the playoffs if they keep playing like this in that junky Pacific division, Tim. Anything else? No, we'll save the rest for tomorrow. All right, everybody. I hope you guys have a good day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Delivered by DoorDash.